Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Guys, one of the things that I love about the prophets that we just finished reading of is their devotion to God. I don't really understand how these guys were devoted to the levels that they obeyed God in some very crazy things. We are told that Isaiah in chapter 20 was told by God to go and preach naked for three years and he obeyed. He was being told to preach naked simply to show the nation of Israel how they were going to be messed up by the Babylonian captivity. That's what God tells him to do. And he did it. Where do you listen? If God were to ask you to preach naked, ministers of the gospel, to walk barefoot for three years, would you do it? 2023. Jeremiah chapter 16 tells us of the story where God tells him not to get married. Single people, eh? <laughs> and he obeyed. God was trying to tell him to show the nation of Israel that in the same manner that captivity would mess up the nation to the point people will be killed, that is how he didn't want him to experience the same. So don't get married. If God would tell you today, single person, turning a laser, Mike, would you obey? I always look at that scripture, Nicole. In Ezekiel 24, God commands Ezekiel, tells him before he commands him, that your wife is going to die tomorrow, about this time. So my command to you, Ezekiel, is don't mourn. Don't shed a single tear. Three. Don't shed a single tear for your spouse. Don't do anything in terms of morning and he obeys the bible says in the very next chapter that about that time the wife died and dude obeyed to the letter <laughs> where is it also the bible says he's commanded to sleep on one side for how many days 390 days on his left side of him and then on the right side for 40 days <laughs> This was to show the children of Israel how long they would suffer. And here's the thing, you may. Well, Kiyamu Lana said more than 100 days. We do it. Ah, Mumbai, in the Ghana, obedience. Is the Lord speaking to you today about obedience in a certain part of your life? And have you obeyed? Because they obeyed. And you know the story is here. There's nothing here I'm telling you. Abraham, remember Abraham. God tells him, go to the land that will show you. How many of us can just leave? Huh? Leave the Bakasi and go to the land that will show you. every week. The land of dreams. I was obeying the Lord. I had him speak to me in that direction. Abraham listened to him. 
when, and the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, when he saw the land whose maker and builder was God, let's go. The Bible says, God tells you, take your son and go and sacrifice him. Ladies, God, sweetie, Ati God has told me by the power of the Spirit of God to take Zan. And I don't even know where, but he will lead me, you know. And he says we need to go and sacrifice. How many of you would obey? Today there's something God is asking me to obey him in. Are you obeying? How do you get to the point where you willingly obey God? Such commands from Him. Is there any difficult thing God is asking you to obey Him? Is there a command about a friendship? About finances? About your family that God has given you and is still waiting on you to obey? There is always one. There is always a place we still need to hear the God of heaven in the beginnings. According to the 2018 research done by the World Justice Project, you know I love research, with ranking based on a score of 0 to 1, with 0 being the lowest and 1 being the highest attainable score, which country do you think is leading in regarding obedience to law and order? <laughs> <laughs> This year they are, but not Korea. Really? <laughs> they have no choice. No, it's not North Korea. Which country do you think it is? I can tell you. <laughs> see, see how you, you influence people? My brother. Nigeria. <laughs> never, never, ever, ever. Which country do you think? Hey, Makofi, I this one. Makofi, guys, clap for. I'm a Selma Denmark. Hey, Denmark is the leading country in the world regarding observance of law and order. Their score is 0.89. So, literally, 9 out of 10 guys in that country obey the law. Do you know how difficult that thing is? Imagine it for a second. And I mean obedience. Crazy obedience to the law. <laughs> Although its citizens follow the law, believe it or not, some laws are uniquely astonishing. But apparently, you're not allowed to name your child silly, whimsical names like flower and berry. The interesting thing <laughs> is you have 700 pre-approved names for boys and girl babies. And you have to lie within the 700. What I find strange, Kabisa, in this thing is they obey. Think about that for a second. <laughs> is the least updated. Harsh rejections meet any attempt to skew these names. They obey the law. Imagine that. I think we need this law in Africa of naming babies. In Kenya, especially of my people of the lake. 
Flagpus Omondi. Leona ingine at Jeep Cherokee Yogol. Windows 95 at Yenu. Firewall Omondi. FTP. <laughs> we need <laughs> Microsoft 98. Leona ingine hapa at Pathfinder Ogola. Which other ones do you know? Which, which crazy ones have come across? Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Nelson Mandela or Tien. Which other one do you know? Crazy one, he was here, but he What was he thinking? Corruption, dollar, or peer. <laughs> ah, so we say the country that obeys the most. Which one do you think is the worst? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Nigeria uh-huh. is not actually at the bottom. You'll be very shocked. At the German? No. That's huh? corruption. <laughs> Sorry? Mexico is not very far. Not Brazil. Brazil? Not Brazil. Colombia? No. Nyuko, inside. Oh, Nana Sana. Inside. Mexico is inside. Argentina? No. Ecuador, no. Papua, no. Not Cuba. Venezuela, it ranks bottom. Yes. A score of 0.29. That's my next question. Where do you think Kenya lies? Aya, Makofi, a seat, 0.5. Makofi, Makofi, Makofi. But what number? Though? Out of 100 vaccinations that were how what's the number? 100. Is that? 80s, 90s. No, out of 113. <laughs> the nation is 113. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's 95. So to go up or to bottom. Yes. <laughs> And remember, this is 2018, so to my song, song. <laughs> With a score of 0.45, it means one out of every two of us is breaking the law. <laughs> so, turn your neighbor, say, my neighbor. Niwewe. Do you see me? Ha see me, boss. Guys, why do we break the law? Why do we break the law? I'm asking a question. I'm not preaching. Hey. Rebellion. Rebellion. Now we know. <laughs> yes, we know the law, but we just intentionally choose to do the other. Whatever seems quick and easy. Eh? Why do we break the law? Why? Your law. You only live once. One equal in.
Others are writing their laws. Neighbor, neighbor, you're writing your law. So let me ask you a question. Why do you break the law? You know the law very well. You know the law. Businessmen know very well that Ushuru Nilazi. But there's some businesses who just assume that we can work for 20 years without paying Ushuru. Come on. <laughs> I'll find the loophole and implement. My God, are you in charge? Why do you, simple people, break the law? How many years you don't break the law? Justifies the means. Let me bring it home, Kidog. If you know Christ, why are you still breaking God's law? If you know Him. Nasema, if, very intentional. Because I've come to realize that in a survey done in all the churches, only about 5% of us know Christ. So for those who know, why do you break the law? Why? Let me read Romans 13 verse 2. Eh? Whoever rebels against the authority, the law of the land, is against what God has instituted. from the scriptures. Those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. <laughs> Why do you break the law and bring judgment on yourself? This is what I kept I keep saying every month. But just because we live in the era of grace does not mean there is no judgment. On our actions. Praise the Lord. Just because I'm a pastor, if I overlap with a Nasu, I'm a, the Lord will allow me to just fly and go to my destination. To have a private meeting. Maybe Whoever rebels against the authority of the land is rebelling against what God has instituted. Those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So why do you break the law? Breaking God's law is what we call sin. Here for the theologians in the room, you're like, I boss, me or two. And this is what Romans 5, 12 informs us, which has its genesis in the Garden of Eden. You know the story. Romans 5.12 says the following, Sin, or breaking God's law, entered the world through one man. Death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people because all have sinned. And I add, fall short of the glory of God. So, question time again, what is sin? Because we are breaking God's law. How do you define sin? I'm asking a question. Missing the mark. Hey, Lord Jesus, yes, Missing the mark. What mark? Mm, the mark set by God. Pastor, what is sin? What is sin? According to you. Sin is. Nature will take. Mm. A 
nature will obtain and where it's going because of what happened. What is sin according to you? One, one last one. Because we are sorry I asked the question. <laughs> default settings. Hey, you are getting into default settings. My goodness. The Bible has different names for sin. The Old Testament uses the following words bad, Genesis 38, wickedness, Exodus 2, guilt, Hosea, sin, directly, Exodus 20. Iniquity, first Samuel. To err. To err. E double R. Away. Wander. <laughs> Wander away. Ezekiel 48. Rebel. First Kings chapter 8. The New Testament uses similar words, but pronouncing extra. Bad. Evil. Godless. Guilt. Unrighteousness. Lawlessness. Transgression. To be ignorant, to go astray, to fall away, and a hypocrite. Romans 3.23 tells us the following. All have sinned and of the glory of God. Have you never seen my neighbor? You are full of sin. Guys, we are all sinners and we are full of it even now. Right now. The day you assume that you have no sin in you or sins is the day pride has overwhelmed your heart and you are on your way to damnation. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Never forget that. But it doesn't end there. John 3.16 says... Let's say it together in unison. For Amen. God loved us and gave us somebody to die for us. Second Corinthians 5.21 God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of See the progress. God didn't leave us in our default. First mm. Peter 2.24 He himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we may die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been Verse 25 For you are like sheep going astray but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer or bishop of your soul. We've gone back to the original state because of what Christ did on the cross. One of the things I will always remind you is the work of the cross, which we have to look to daily because we sin daily and fall short of the glory of God daily. Never forget the work of the cross. Romans 10, 9-13, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, Believe in your heart that God raised him from, from the dead. You'll be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. 
The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so my question again is I hope you have called on the salvation of God. If you haven't, I'm sorry, but if you died today, you would enter eternal damnation where your soul will be in turmoil forever. That is the truth of the scriptures. It is not what we assume, it is what we know. And so I beg you to even go to your house and share the message of the cross with everyone in it. Show your children, guide them to the truth of the word of God. Please do it today because today is the day of salvation. Romans 8, 14 to 17, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received on salvation, on accepting Him, on confessing Him, does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are the children of God, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. So Christ is telling us here that just because we've received him, we've received him to eternal glory. It might mean that kuna suffering apa. But eternally you are saved. Eternally you have the gift of His glory with you. Guys, this is how we all are saved into eternity. Again, I will repeat. If you do not know the Lord, please look for Him. Search for Him, the Bible says, as you search for gold, treasure, rubies. Find Him. Research. I'm not trying to brainwash you. Go and find the truth of God for yourself in the scriptures. Most who do find him and never run away from him. If your salvation is secondhand from your folks or from a friend that you know that loves the Lord, you're wasting your time. Find the Lord. There is an option available for all of us to accept in order to be the children of God again. It doesn't end here though. There is work between salvation and fruitfulness. This is what we are calling spiritual disciplines. Never forget, it is not pointless to read the word of God. It is not pointless to pray. And just because I know the Lord means under heaven. Yes, but you, you, may not, you may just have a very unproductive productive life here. That is what God is pointing us to. James 4, let me read from verse 1 to 10. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that you battle within you? You desire but you do not have. So you kill one another. You covet but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you, you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? That's Jehovah. 
but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands. Sinners and purify your hearts. You double-minded. Grieve, mourn, wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Iyo imanishi ataongeza pesa kwa account. No use that a lot as Pentecostal guys. Humble yourself before God he will lift you up. Ataongeza kwa Boss, this talking about our hearts and the conditions of our hearts before him. I want us to stick to verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will he will flee from you. To win the battle against our flesh, we must submit to God. For the devil to flee when for us to flee the devil when he comes, we must submit. For us to win this battle, this fight of our faith, we must submit to God. It is in this verse that we find the next spiritual discipline. The discipline of submission. The discipline of submission is having the willingness to voluntarily submit to Christ and to others in authority. So come on, Avunja, the law. Hello? Hi. Praise the Lord. It is having the willingness to voluntarily submit to Christ and also to others in authority. It is making a commitment and resolve to yield our will, mind, and body for God's purposes so we can better hear, receive, and obey the word of God. So are you submitted to God? Are you living a life of submission? Ama, do you always have your way? Because that's the opposite. Some of us, if not most, have our way every single day. On everything. What God is calling us to is to submit to Him completely. For us to get to the point like Abraham of being told, sacrifice your son, no God, power. Let's go. No questions asked. We must live a life of submission. For you to preach naked for three years. Amen? Amen. For you to preach naked for three years after directing from God in Anzanga for submission. Submission, the discipline of submission, is what comes right before obedience. There is a difference between submission and obedience. God expects us to submit to his lordship before we obey him. The discipline of submission comes from our complete conviction in the truth of the word of God. Do you have a conviction 
of the truth of God's word. How much do you think, like some, a friend of mine was telling me the other day, the Old Testament is a bunch of stories, Pastor. Stories that don't even make sense. How, for example, can you preach naked for three years? It's impossible. That's what he believes. Is that you? When Elijah went to heaven with a chariot of fire, are you convicted of the truth of the word of God? How do you struggle? There's a difference between struggling and not believing. Where are you? Like, do you see God's word as truth? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And your heart is convicted in that. If it is not, <laughs> we do this when we recognize Christ's authority, believe it, trust in it, and have faith in Him. Do you have faith in God? Who can have faith in the God of heaven? Or do you have faith in yourself and your ability? Some of us are better than Jehovah. By far. You may panda ikapangika. I will wake up in the morning, one hour at a time. Gary inside Nini, the fika pale, I will some sleep heavy, I preach and make sure. Hey, hey, Jehovah is nowhere. Is that you? Do you have faith in God? Like Zakaya to feel but deep down you're like Jehovah. I trust in you, not Zakaya. What is pain in your heart? That's how you know where your faith is. Maybe you're like, Akiuku, things will never change. Just give a statement. My marriage will never be nice. Whom say will never kiss me on the cheek? This guy will never propose. How do you know that? How? How do you, what do you believe deep down? Yani, unajele deep down, what do you believe? Do you believe in God? Or do you believe in what you see? When your influence infused and in agreement of his calls and precepts, you believe God. Guys, one of the reasons I tell us to read the scripture daily is because for your faith to increase, you have to know the word of God. Some of us have come from very difficult backgrounds. Our parents have done craziness in our lives. We don't even, deep down, have hope for tomorrow. But then you begin reading God's word and it hits you, wait a minute. My life is not dependent on my folks and how they've treated me. It doesn't matter what mom or dad did not do. I saw a video the other day of Franklin finding out finally that the person he thought was his father is not even his father. Kumbe, his dad is around and lives not very far from where he is. What do you do? What do you believe, guys? Deep down, what do you believe? 
Romans 10, 13 to 17. verse 13. Let me continue to verse 17. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Not some. Everyone. Hindu, Buddhists, whoever. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear someone without someone preaching to them? How can anyone preach unless they are sent? It is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Not all the Israelites accepted the good news. Isaiah says, The one who preached naked for three years, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. So guys, do you have faith in God? What are you, like, what is that thing that is in your heart? You're like, Jehovah, Alpha is either you come through, ama nikubai. So what do you believe about that thing? Oh, like, if you believe it, it will not happen, it will not. Whatever you believe is what will happen. Do you believe in God? Because I kid you not, if you don't believe in God, things will be thick. In order to submit to the Lordship and leadership of Christ after salvation, we must build our faith. We must. We must build our faith. How, Pastor? Through the intake of God's word. So if you're struggling in your faith, check God's word. Begin today, guys. It's a discipline. Begin today. Some of us believe after three years of gaining weight. The self is clear. That getting back to that weight is almost impossible. But whatever you believe is what you will live. Do you believe you will make it? In God, not out of God. If you don't, you won't. What do you believe? But more than what you believe, we must check our intake of not only God's word, but just our intake in general. What you believe most of the time has a direct relation to what you're taking in your mind. Kama unasikiza tu uja mawasubia nito nani? Minor. And you know minor well. I kid you not, the relationship should be a mess. There's a time you should just follow Pididi. They buy. Dude had money. Yani, but you like a season two, you want cash. You're like, let me just align this super wealthy entrepreneur. What do they do? Ah, uh, some super material. All I'm thinking about is how I look. I was like, ah, uh, uh, remove and follow talker. What are you taking into your mind? <laughs> let, let me go there today. What music are you listening to? Shake a boss. What are you listening to? Because what you feed yourself 
has a direct relation with what you believe. Because slowly by slowly, you are going to get to the place where you are acting the thing in your mind. It is said that before we fall, we process the thing in our minds. Before you went and did what you did, I talk you about traffic. Normally, sit there and go wait. So, what happened is that you have to go to the house. So, you have to go to the house. Ah, okay. Before you press on that accelerator, you already thought of it. This story of a you know it. You have processed it. So by the time you're getting there, there is a way hose. You know exactly what you've done. What are you feeding yourself? What books are you reading? There's a time when I think you have a friend of mine gave me a book on Kama Sutra. <laughs> it was a wedding present. And she's born again, by the way. What? What are you feeding on? My wife threw the book in the dustbin. What are you feeding? What are you feeding on? See me in Lidupa. See <laughs> what are you feeding? What are you watching? What series are you watching? Guys, what do you watch consistently has a direct relation to what you believe. Because it will govern your actions eventually. What do you believe? Last week we talked about meditating on the scriptures. The thing you meditate on, guys, has power. Power over your life because that is what will govern what you do. If it is not God's word that is foremost, number one, in your meditation, there's a problem. There's a major problem. Young people, come and see what your is The book of Psalms says, I obeyed the Lord in his word. That's why I avoided sin. Psalms 19. If you want to avoid it, meditate on the word of God. Philippians 4 8. Whatever is true, noble, that is morally correct, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think or meditate on this. What do you spend most of your time meditating, guys? If it is not morally correct, Music series, whatever it is, if it is not right, pure, lovely, admirable, hey, boss, to copper by, begin meditating and spending your time on the right stuff, on God's word, with the right people. The Bible tells us very clearly bad company corrupts good morals. It's scripture, that's not me, and it's true. What do we always tell our kids? Hey, avoid those words. We'll let a quarry. But then you get to adults, you're like, ah, this is what I say. What do you call I can do this. Hey, it works across the board. Others, easy as pastors, we're told consistently. Who are you listening to in terms of the word of God? 
Because many nowadays are wolves in sheep's clothing. Who are you listening to? Nakwambia kuna prophets wametokea. The apostles, the great apostles. Another one the other day was telling people what he all you have to do is read my books, not the Bible. Because all wisdom has been taken from the Bible into my book. <laughs> Where? Shakahola was a civil thing. People listen to men rather than God. Who do you listen to? If you're not spending time meditating on that which is true, which is not morally off, which is not wrong, which is not pure, if you are not doing the right stuff as concerns what we are meditating on, guys, let me say that again. We'll never submit to the Lord. Never. You can meditate on stuff that is not godly and still submit to God. It is not possible. It is not possible, guys. It pours into your submission of people. It pours into the submission of the leadership of a nation. It pours there. The result is normally quarrels, discord, shame, bringing the destruction of the church, families, relationships, all become a mess because of lack of submission. Remember, it's a discipline. So let me ask a question. Do you submit to the leadership of the church when you give direction? Do you submit to the leadership of the marriage for those of us who are married? Who's the leader of a marriage? I'm asking a question. It's a trick question. <laughs> okay, it's kind of a trick question. The guy is getting married on the spot. <laughs> Who's the leader of a marriage? It is exactly. But who has God given the earthly leadership of marriage? The husband. Ladies, who's the leader of a marriage on the earth? You are Tasiguzi. Do you submit to your parents' leadership? Do you submit to the leadership of the company that you work for? Those are three questions. Where is your submission, guys? If your submission is not in God, guys, in marriage, God I to be a Vizuri son. That if you do not submit to God, submission if you don't submit to God, it will, be, it will be very difficult to submit one to another and for the wife to submit to the husband. So if you're struggling with submission to your marriage, well, if you have a problem with any of the issues of submission that you're talking about, it's high time you check the input in your mind. What are you feeding your mind consistently? Maybe it is just a friend, one. And I had those ones. Me and a friend would call me, hey, Buddha, man, you to machine. This is not yesterday. This is Ukong. Uh, hmm. 
Nitamaliza hii sawa. He would call me, "Buda, maneno tumeshinda. The lalays are here." And for sure, when I went there, there were lalays. Many of them. Lalays, all the men here, all the men, men here. Wanaume tunajua exactly what I'm talking about. These are stuff we talk about in our group. Ladies, walikuwa. Every single time you do that. I used to find that very strange. Because me, I'm a nice guy who's come from Nairobi. Nami chill. I didn't know any of that. Do you have that one friend? And we have them. Jindia on the spot. We know them, by the way. We know them very well. Uyu akilipigia simu ni kubaya. Ni kuaribo. Why are they still your friend? That show that we watch. Guys, submission comes before obedience. Please remember that. Before you get to obeying God, God is a gentleman, guys. I always say that. God is so gentle with us that he first wants you to have a conviction in your heart of knowing who he is, having a sound choice of loving him. Then, learning to obey him. He is not a tyrant. No one he tells us men to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Gave himself up for her. That is teaching submission. God expects submission before obedience. Your submission is built on the love and meditation of his truth. So you cannot run away from his word. Guys, once again, read your Bible and pray every day. If you're struggling, maybe, with submission to God, chances are your intake of the word of God needs work. Begin today. Today, not tomorrow. Begin today. It will bless you with the spirit of God that guides us to submission through the truth of God's word, which helps us eventually to obey God. Submission is what God will use to help us resist the devil. Submission is what God will use to help us resist the devil. Therefore, helping us to flee from him. Jesus showed the example that by submitting to God, he could resist the devil with all his temptations. A little nation, it is written. He submitted to God so well that by the time the guy was coming, how we resist him that's a, a, a Greek word that is used to show how we stand sober standing steady that's the word used there how do you do that? God's word he comes saying hey, Buddha, it is written that's how we win Submission is a spiritual discipline that frees us from the everlasting burden of always needing to get our own way. Let me say this again, you may say but before. If you are getting your own way in everything about your life, you're not submitted to God. I'm sorry. That's not Jehovah. It is either his way or your way. So if you're always getting your way, 
Jesus showed us the example. And we talked about this in the discipline of prayer. Prayer leads us to the will of God. So submission is that accepting the will of God and moving with it. Jesus submitted his life to the cross. It was not his will. It was his father's will for him. So do you know God's will for your life? And are you submitted to it? Joshua 1, 8. This, is, this we did last week. But I want to finish with this. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and so that you'll be careful to do obedience. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. I said this last week, I'll say it again. Guys, each one of us is looking for prosperity and success. Where we begin is in submission to God. Because it is there that we find His Word, we connect with Him in prayer. He leads us in the place of His will. When you find God's will for your life, you begin the journey to prosperity and success. Forget what the world is teaching us today. Success is not PDD. I used to think that. It is far from that. Success is being submitted to the will of God. So have you, in closing, in humility recognized that you are a sinful human being and need the Savior to wash all of your sins? Have you accepted the work of Christ's salvation on the cross? Have you received Christ into your heart? Have you started building on the conviction and belief that got you to Christ in the first place? Do you study and meditate on scripture? Do you pray and fast in the truth of the scriptures over your life? If you do, then probably you're submitted to Christ. If you don't, then I believe it is time we begin with the spiritual discipline of submission. It's not going to be easy. I'm not saying this because I've conquered it. There's times I want my way and I get my way. But is that what God is calling us to? No. God is calling us to complete and utter submission to Him. Obey Him. If you're struggling to obey, it's just maybe because there's an area of your life that's not submitted to Him. Begin to submit to the Lord God of heaven. That way you'll begin to win in resisting the devil. If you're not, then choose today to submit to Christ. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.